Hare Krishna, Jai Radha, Madhava, Kunja Bihari, Jai Radha, Madhava, Kunja Bihari, Jai Gopi Janavalava, Kirivada Dari, Jai Gopi Janavalava, Kirivada Dari, Shodanandana, Praja Janaranjana, Yashodanandana, Praja Janaranjana, Jamuna Tira, Anachari, Jamuna Tira, Anachari, Jayoradhamarava, Kunjabi Hari. Jayaradamarava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Shoranandana Braja Janaranjana Yashoranandana Braja Janaranjana Jamunati Ravanachari Jamunati Ravanachari Ayuradamadava Kunjabi Hari Jayaradamadava Kunjabi Hari Jayaradamadava Kunjabi Hari Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya, Prabhupada, Jaya Jaya, Prabhupada, Prabhupada, 
Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Guru Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1. Chapter 13, text number 19. 1, 13, 19. Pratikriya nayashyeha Kutaschit karhechit prabho Saesha Bhagavan Kalaha Sarveshvam Naha Samagataha Pratikriya Nayeshyaha Kutaschit Karhichit Prabhu Saesha Bhagavan Kalaha Sarvesh Sarvesh sam na samagataha Pratikriya na yeshyaha Kutas chit karhichit prabho Saesha bhagavan kalaha Sarvesh sam na samagataha Pratikriya remedial measure Na, there is none. Yashya, of which. Iha, in this material world. Kutaschit, by any means. Karhichit, or by any one. Prabho, O my Lord. Sa, that. Esha, positively. Bhagavan, the personality of Godhead. Kala, eternal time. Sarvesh, Sarvesh vas, sarvesh sam, sarvesh sam, all of us, na of us, samagataha, arrived. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Sila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. This frightful situation cannot be remedied by any person in this material world. O oh my Lord, it is the Supreme Personality of Godhead as eternal time that has approached us all. This frightful situation cannot be remedied by any person in this material world. My Lord, it is the Supreme Personality of Godhead as eternal time, Kala, that has approached us all. Purport. There is no superior power which can check the cruel hands of death. No one wants to die. However acute the source of bodily sufferings may be, even in the, even in the days of so-called scientific advancement of knowledge, there is no remedial measure either for old age or death. 
Old age is the notice of the arrival of death served by cruel time. And no one can refuse to accept either summon calls or the supreme judgment of eternal time. This is explained before Dhritarashtra because he might ask Vidura to find out some remedial measure for the imminent fearful situation as he had ordered many times before. Before ordering, however, Vidura informed Dhritarashtra that there was no remedial measure by anyone or from any source in this material world. And because there is no such thing in the material world, death is identical with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As it is said by the Lord Himself in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 10, text 34. Death cannot be checked by anyone or from any source within this material world. Hiranyakashipu wanted to be immortal and underwent a type of severe penance by which the whole universe trembled. And Brahma himself approached him to dissuade Hiranyakashipu from such a severe type of penance. Hiranyakashipu asked Brahma to award him the blessings of immortality. But Brahma said that he himself was subject to death, even in the topmost planet. So how could he award him the benediction of immortality? So there is death, even in the topmost planet of this universe. And what to speak of other planets, which are far, far inferior in quality to Brahmalok, the residing planet of Brahma. Wherever there is the influence of eternal time, there is this set of tribulations, namely, birth, disease, old age, and death, and all of them are invincible. All of them are invincible. Omagana Tirandasya Janjanan Salakaya Chakshurwan Militam Jena Tazma Shri Guravena Maha Shri Chaitanya Minobisham Shapitam Jena Bhutale Swam Rupa Kadamayam Didanti Swapadantikam. I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble obeisances unto the dust of his lotus feet, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Pristaya Bhutale, Shimate Tamam Krishna Goswaminiti Namane. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gauravani Pacharine Niri Sesha Sunyavadi Pashkatari Shatarine Vanchakalpa Tarubhais Cha Kripa Sindhubhaseva Cha Patitanam Bhavanabhyo Vaishnavabhyo Namon Maha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shirvaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 1 Chapter 13 Text number 19 Dhritarashtra quits home So we're hearing about Vidura the Pandava's uncle, he's going to address Dhritarashtra. He says to him in the verse before this one, My dear king, please get out of here immediately. Do not delay. Just see how fear 
has overtaken you. So, even a king like Dhritarashtra, enjoying the largesse of the Pandavas, he's in fear. What's he fearful of? Old age and death. He's already old. And so, uh, it's time to move on to the next step. And for him, that means giving up the pleasures and the comforts of the palace and moving to the forest. And concentrating his time, his energy, his attention completely on Krishna. Focusing on the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His devotional service. Why? Because invincible death is coming. Inevitable death, disease, old age are there. Invincible. Prabhupada says they are all invincible. Why? Because invincible means they can't be uh, conquered. They can't be stopped. They can't be in any way denied or defeated. Invincible. Invincible means they can't be conquered. They will happen. Death will happen. Old age will happen. Disease will happen. And just like death comes, after death there is birth. You will take birth again. Because we're a spirit soul stuck in the material world. Spiritual energy stuck in this material world of birth, old age, disease, and death. It's like a wheel. Samsara, right? It's very sorrowful. It's a very difficult situation. So, Srila Prabhupada is explaining this to us very nicely. He's helping to dispel the darkness of our ignorance. What's our ignorance? Our ignorance is the illusion. We think we are our bodies. We think we will live forever. We want to make ourselves comfortable. We want to do nice things for our loved ones and our family and our friends. But anything we do is so temporary that you can't even say that it's actual pleasure. It's pretty much just the the, the, the absence of pain and suffering. And so... <clears throat> This is uh, no no good place for a gentleman, right? Srila Prabhupada's Guru Maharaj said that. Prabhupada said that. This is no fit world for a gentleman. And once we become devotees, we we become gentlemen. We should be <laughs> becoming gentlemen, right? Learning how to interact nicely with each other, with our family, with outsiders, with people that we meet. We have to tell them about Krishna. And we have to... Uh, let them know the good news of the Sankirtan movement of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this actually helps us to conquer our own fear of death. And this is, this is our duty. We, we understand this knowledge. We've been reading it. We've heard it again and again and again. We're not our bodies. Death cannot be checked. And we should draw from that conclusion that we, uh, uh, the, the knowledge further states, as a spirit soul, we'll take another birth. So we shouldn't lament or be fearful. It is fearful. Death is not pleasant. We don't want to go through it, but we will. It's guaranteed. We've seen it. So what we need to understand by this is that we shouldn't be afraid. Vidura is, is, is instructing his brother what is his duty at this time in his life? What should he do? And Vidura has 
is is performing devotional service constantly. He's a pure devotee, so he's always performing devotional service. And one of his services, one of his duties, is to help his older brother by telling him about this knowledge, telling him what is what is his next step in life. And in doing this, if Dhritarashtra follows, he will become fearless too. Right now, he's fearful. Because he doesn't understand his duty. He doesn't understand what he should do next. And so we're often confronted with this same situation. We don't know what to do. What do we do? Do we turn left? Do we turn right? Do we go forward? There's so many problems in this material world. We have so many difficulties. We have so many duties and needs and and desires too. And so... How, how do we deal with that when these, in whatever position we're in, you can say, well, I'm not old like Dhritarashtra, but still you're confronting questions and you're facing, uh, difficulties of the material world. What do I do next? What should I do? We know about Krishna. We know about Prabhupada. We have Guru, some of us. We've been initiated. We chant. We know we're supposed to do these things. But we still have to take care of all these material things. And the material world causes difficulty. So we should confront the difficulties of the material world in a fearless state of mind. Why? We shouldn't be fearful for the result. We shouldn't be fearful for what might happen or what might not happen. We just go forward performing devotional service. If we do that, we're protected. Not protected from the inevitable old age, disease, and death. They're there. They will come. But Krishna mitigates our suffering to a large degree. He makes it easier for us to perform devotional service. And we all know this and we remember it, but sometimes it's hard to do this because we sit in the material world and think, I have these other things to do. And it's very easy to get sucked into that. Right? Get sucked into these other things that we need to do. And then pretty soon we're neglecting our spiritual practices. We're not putting into our spiritual efforts, our sadhana, or our service. Performing devotional service. Shradhanam, kirtanam, vishnu smarnam, padasavanam. These are the things that will save us from great fear. They will save us from the the worst fear and the fear the worst fear is fear of annihilation right of our consciousness or our soul well we know that that we're not our we're we are our souls that's what we really are and we're not our bodies so even though the body can be destroyed and will be destroyed our soul will not the soul will live on and so, if we understand that and we accept it, then we ask the question, where does our soul go next time? What happens when we die? Well, our consciousness, Prabhupada tells us, our consciousness at the time of death determines our next birth. So that's why he came to America in 65 and spread Krishna consciousness. Because he wanted everyone's consciousness to be changed over to Krishna consciousness. Instead of Maya consciousness. Thank you. And this is a very uh, amazing thing. That who who else in the world gives us such amazing, uh, such such amazing mercy? 
to not just help us with something materially, but Prabhupada came to give us something that would help us eternally. And, and, and are we taking full advantage of it? Are, are we really fearless? Because if you're a preacher, you're fearless. You shouldn't be fearful. Because when you understand this, you understand Krishna is going to take care of us. You know, death will come, but in the meantime, <laughs> I have things to do. We have things to do for Krishna. We have to eat every day, right? Three meals a day. So offer the food to Krishna first. Vegetarian only. Not store-bought. You know, you buy the raw ingredients and you make them into a meal. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And you, you offer that to Krishna with love and devotion. It becomes transformed into prasadam. The mercy of the Lord. Krishna tastes it and eats it if it's offered with love. Isn't that amazing? But think how many times a day you can do that for Krishna. Three times a day you can offer food to Krishna and eat it. And we should be. So sometimes we come to the restaurant. They cook nicely here. Sometimes there's feast. We come to the temple. Sometimes there's maha prasadam. We can honor. It's so nice, right? It's so delicious. We all were attracted to this movement in the form of prasad. Because cooking tasty vegetarian food for Krishna is not only uh, delicious to eat and attractive to the devotees, it's also service to Krishna. It's service directly. It's service to the Lord. Because He wants us to perform our, these religious duties in such a manner that we become fully conscious of Him in our heart. And then when you get even just a little taste of that, you can begin to do devotional service. Excuse me. And this devotional service is so uh, joyous and wonderfully performed. And it's so such a happy thing. And it and and all of us know how happy it makes us, or we wouldn't still be here performing it and trying our best. And of course, sometimes we make mistakes and fall down. But the 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 rule is to get back on the path. Don't give up. Keep trying. And so. <clears throat> We should um, remember each moment of every day that we can serve Krishna by thinking of Him and by doing everything we're doing for Krishna. And if there's anything we're not doing or that can't be offered to Krishna, our efforts or our thoughts, then we shouldn't do those things. We shouldn't think of those things which aren't appropriate. We shouldn't do those things which can't be offered to Krishna. No meat eating, no gambling, no intoxication, no intercourse outside marriage. And so if we follow these regulative principles, these rules, we become free from the desire for those things. It's amazing. Krishna's process is perfect and, and it's even worshipable itself, the process of bhakti. So amazing. So, uh, Krishna is, uh, helping us to realize this in the Srimad Bhagavatam, his literary incarnation. So, uh, Vidura is speaking to his brother, his older brother, Dhritarashtra. This frightful situation cannot be remedied by any person in this material world. My Lord, it is the Supreme Personality of Godhead as eternal time that has approached us all. So Prabhupada is telling us that Krishna is time. 
Krishna is death. And death cannot be checked by anyone in the material world because it's Krishna. Time cannot be stopped by anyone in the material world because it is Krishna. It is Krishna's energy. It is Krishna's uh, form. Everything is Krishna because He created everything. But it's not the same as being Krishna Bhagavan. Krishna is the deity. Krishna is super soul. But Krishna as, as uh, Brahma Jyoti. Those are the three ways we understand God. Brahma Jyoti, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. Krishna is a person. And all these things come out of the personality. If he wasn't a person, if he was impersonal, then that would make him less than we are. Because we're persons. No, person, person, personality is greater than impersonal. And so it's proof that Krishna, that God is a person first. And the impersonal energy comes out of him. So, Krishna Prabhupada in the purport gives us this example of Hiranyakashipu. So famous, right? Such an amazing uh, pastime. Hiranyakashipu is a great, great, uh, powerful demoniac personality. Why is he demoniac? Because he wants to be God. He wants to become uh, immortal. He thinks he can become immortal by the boons of the demigods. Lord Brahma tells him, I'm not even immortal. How can I get, how can I grant that to you? Well, give me all these, all of these boons and benefits. I'll make myself immortal. <laughs> he thinks he can outsmart death. He thinks he can cheat death. He can't, right? Oh, make me, I can't be killed by man or animal. I can't be killed in the night or day. I can't be killed inside or outside. <laughs> so where does he get killed? in between a doorway and outside, in between night and day, and by a half man, half animal. <laughs> so even a greatly demoniac and intelligent d- demon like Hiranyakashipu, he, he, he couldn't figure a way to cheat death or to stop time. So how can we? We can't, and we should stop ignoring it. You know, we just all want to ignore it. Well, let me just go forward today, or let me just have some fun today, Lord. I don't need to, to sit and chant. I don't need to read today. I'll do it tomorrow. And then pretty soon, years and years and years go by. And so I'm not chanting. I'm not reading. And this is a great, uh, uh, great calamity. It's a greatest calamity. It's, it, it's a greater calamity than if you never heard of Krishna and, and came to Krishna consciousness. It's a great calamity to come to this movement and not take full advantage of it by performing devotional service, by doing these activities in a sincere way. And if you're really sincere, you do it in the morning, right? You get up early and come and chant and read. And I'm, of course, preaching to myself. I need to do that. But it's difficult. We stay up late. Well, if you stay up late, you're not going to be able to get up early. So what's the key? The key to the morning is to go to bed early the night before. And if you do that, and you can get up early. And so, this is how we can cheat death, actually. There is a way to cheat death. And, and how is that? By, by getting the mercy of death. By, by getting the mercy of Krishna. Krishna is, is uh, death personified. Because he put all these things into to being and, and, and how it's supposed to work. It's, it's, it's his energy. And since it's invincible, the only other thing that's invincible is God himself. And so, if we want to cheat death, we don't really cheat it, we, we step over it. We become f- fearless. We, we don't fear death anymore. 
if you don't fear something, then it can't, it can't control you, right? Isn't that what makes us, uh, controlled most of the time? We're fearful. Well, I don't want to starve. I have to eat. I'm fearful. I need shelter. I don't want to live outside. I, I need money. I don't want to be without. But if you're fearless and you practice Christian consciousness, Christian will literally take care of you. He'll provide for everything that you need. It doesn't mean you just sit there and everything comes. But I mean, if you're a pure devotee, that Krishna might actually do that. Prabhupada, Krishna gave Prabhupada everything. And Prabhupada uh, held up his end of the bargain, though, didn't he? He, he? he was a preacher. He he knew he had duties. And he had, he had some things that he knew Krishna and his Guru Maharaj wanted him to do. And so the same thing is there for us. We've all received the instruction of the spiritual master. Chant Hare Krishna 16 rounds every day. Read an hour a day. Follow the regulator principles. If you do this, you, become, you can become fearless. And you can become Krishna conscious, fully Krishna conscious, and see that Krishna is in everything. He's in everybody's heart. Krishna is everywhere. And then they're joyful. They're in ecstasy. They, you see Krishna everywhere. And even in the material world, because you know it's Krishna's energy. And a pure devotee is in constant bliss. And actually, a pure devotee has to come down to a lower level to preach. Because if they're on the, 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 the ecstasy level, they, they have to come down a level in order to preach Krishna consciousness. Because otherwise they're in too much ecstasy. <laughs> so they have to be able to differentiate a little bit and they come down to the Madhyam platform. The Madhyam platform is the medium level. And it's the level we should aspire for if we're Kanishtas, if we're new. If we're Kanishtas, then we should aspire to go higher and get to the medium, Madhyam platform. And the Madhyam platform is where you preach. And then when you become very advanced, you go to the Uttama level, higher higher levels. And even within the levels, there's there's different levels. And so Krishna is explaining all this in, in, the, in this Bhagavatam. His pastimes, pastimes of his devotees, his associates. Vidura is his associate. So Vidura is, is, is telling his brother that which we all need to hear. Not just Dhritarashtra needs to hear this. But all of us need to hear us, hear this. And the more we hear it, the more we might be inclined to say, oh, okay, today, I will chant. Today I will do devotional service. Today I will put aside my material duties and my material wants and desires. And I will just try to do for Krishna. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, Padasavanam. And, and, and focus more on Krishna. And, you know, we'll still have to do the duties of the day, but if we do those little duties of the day, for Krishna, we become more Krishna conscious. And when the bigger difficulties come, we are able to control our fear. We're able to not be afraid of the situation. And we can confront any situation, right? Prabhupada confronted heart attacks on his trip on the Jaladuta. Prabhupada confronted uh, uh, a, a crazy person attacking him when he was in New York City on the Bowery, Prabhupada confronted so many difficulties and did such a wonderful job 
of remaining equiposed. Why? Because his all he wanted all day long was to serve Krishna. Because that was he he'd understood this very clearly and he knew that it was more pleasurable than anything else that he could do. When when they when Srila Prabhupada was in New Brindavan for second or first, third trip, maybe it was the first trip there, they had a, a big party for Srila Prabhupada. I guess he was there for Jamashtami and Srila Prabhupada's appearance day is the next day. So they celebrated Vyasa Puja and they celebrated Srila Prabhupada's birthday. So the devotees there had a, had crude uh, ovens made of little tins and they were able to bake cakes somehow with fire in these tin boxes. They made cake for probably, they made a gigantic cake. It was really tall and huge. And they frosted it and then put candles on it and everybody came and was excited for Prabhupada's to be offered this giant cake. And so when they put the candles on and Prabhupada was there, he said, Prabhupada, make a wish. You have to blow out the candles and make a wish. You know, we devotees often would would tell Prabhupada about these Western ways. And Prabhupada was kindly and wonderful and sweet and would enjoy the the, the loving exchanges that were offered to him. So they said, Prabhupada, you have to make a wish before you blow out the candles. And so then someone said, Prabhupada blows out the candles. And I said, what, do you, what did you wish for, Srila Prabhupada? And then someone else said, well, you're not supposed to tell <laughs> or it won't come true. Prabhupada ignored that. They said, what did you wish for, Srila Prabhupada? Srila Prabhupada said, what I always wish for, pure devotional service. Prabhupada was, all Prabhupada was asking for was to do devotional service. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All Prabhupada wanted to do was do devotional service. This, I had a, a same situation, a similar situation with my spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Maharaj. I was driving him in a car from, from the temple here in Dallas to the, to this park nearby. We call it the Rose Park. And the rose bushes are all gone now. But it was a nice park with maybe a quarter mile walking, walking path. Circular. So Tamal Krishnamaraj would take a break from his studies and the duties of being a spiritual master. And he would take a break and, and do a little walk in Joppa or sometimes he'd bring someone else and he would talk with them. And he would walk at the Rose Park near Tennyson in Tennyson Park. And so I was driving him for the second time. I got to be his driver. So it was about four o'clock and Usually, uh, you know, Tamal Krishnamaraj was always very grave, you know, very grave, very quiet, stoic, and, you know, uh, you know, he, he didn't talk about frivolities, you know. He just didn't, you know, come down with a big smile. Oh, happy to get in the car. We're going to the Rose Park. Oh boy, what fun. No, he didn't, didn't act that way. I'm there with the car. I open the door. He gets in. He sits down. He, he's very grave. He's thinking. He's uh, the heaviness. He's a guru. So I begin to drive him. This is the second time I ever drove him. I said, Sri the Gurudev, I heard you're going away for the weekend. He was going to uh, a festival or some function in Iskon. He was going to see his his god brothers. And I said, Oh, you must be looking forward to your weekend. You're going to go and see friends and do this festival, have fun, whatever it was he was doing. You're going to have fun, basically, is what I was saying. 
And he turned to me and just, he, he, he just said, he did, actually didn't turn to me at all. He just sort of had his eyes. He just was very, he just sort of shaking his head a little saying, look, I don't do anything because I won't go have fun. I do this because it's service to my spiritual master. That's what I'm doing all day long. I'm doing service to my guru. And so there wasn't, you know, he, he corrected me very nicely and quickly. And of course, I didn't ask questions after that. It wasn't a situation where you can just uh, shoot the breeze like you're with a friend or a family member. Oh, how are you today? Oh, are you looking for, what are you going to do tomorrow? You know, we always ask each other. There's nothing else to talk about to, to, to non-devotees. How are you? What are you doing? How are you today? What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you doing, to, you know, next week? Oh, I'm doing this. I'm going here. I'm doing that. I'm trying to have fun. It's basically what the whole world is trying to do. They're trying to enjoy themselves. Well, I'm going to see a movie. I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to go here. I'm going to travel. Oh, boom, boom, boom. You know, have a good time. Everybody is trying, planning how to enjoy themselves in the material world. Very few people are, are planning how to do devotional service to the Lord instead. Tamal Krishnamaraj was committed to that. He was committed to doing devotional service all the time, 24-7, like his spiritual master, Sri the Prabhupada. Well, Prabhupada, what do you want? I only want pure devotional service at the lotus feet of Krishna. That's all Sri the Prabhupada ever wanted. Everything he did was an outgrowth of that. Krishna stu Bhagavam Svayam. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he wanted that to be broadcast widely all over the world. He wanted people to hear Krishna's name. He's, and Prabhupada said, Krishna is so powerful. He's in his name. He's not different from his name. And the name and Krishna, if they just hear Krishna, if they just hear those syllables, Krishna, they will get advancement. They will get benefit. <laughs> you know, what to speak if you become... A devotee, and you chant Hare Krishna daily. It's so wonderful, so rare. How, how many devotees do we have? You know, not so many <laughs> sometimes. Other times we have festival. Oh, there's thousands of devotees. But we can't always get together every day, but we should try to associate with devotees as much as we can every day because the devotees are so special. Not only did they hear the holy name, they they decided they wanted to chant it themselves and keep on this process. So this verse is here for us to encourage the devotees that are chanting to keep on chanting, to don't give up, and to become more fearless. Give up your fear. Give up your anxieties. Give up your worries about the material world. And focus on your spiritual duties. And Krishna will take care of the rest. It doesn't mean It doesn't mean we neglect things, that we neglect our duties in the material world. No, you still have to do your duties. But you do them for Krishna. You Krishnaize it. You, 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 Yukta Vairagya, Rupa Goswami, give us this principle of using everything in Krishna's service. Everything? Yes. Everything can be done as service to Krishna. If you can't do it as service, then don't do it. Krishna consciousness, Krishna consciousness, doing devotional service means giving up things that you want to do that aren't going to help you. And it means doing things that you don't want to do, but that will help you spiritually. And we must do these things. And it's important that we also follow the culture of devotion. There is a culture of devotion. The reason we wear dhoti and kurta 
is because it is part of a culture that reminds us what our duty is. If we don't ever wear dhoti and kurta, we don't come to the temple, do deity worship, then we're just out in the material world. It's harder to be Krishna conscious that way. Some very, very rare souls can do that, but it's so difficult. That's why Prabhupada wore dhoti and kurta. He didn't, he didn't adopt Western attire. Say, well, you're here with the, you know, do, do as the natives do. No, he came to give the natives a new way, a new system, new food, new way to live, new clothing, everything. And in Prabhupada's time, no one came in front of Prabhupada without dhoti and kirtan. Samal Krishnamara said that the other day. I was listening to a lecture. He said no one ever came in front of Prabhupada without a doti, doti or sari. And no one would dream of doing that. He goes, and in fact, we all went out in doti and girls in saris everywhere they went. If they were grocery shopping or doing something out in the material world. He said the only reason you didn't wear a doti or, or girls wear a sari was if you had some kind of job. We had to, had to wear something else. But what's the standard now? As soon as we get out of here, throw on, put on those blue jeans, man. I, I don't want to be in anything but blue jeans or shorts in the summer, right? But in the, in the old days, Misha, right? Did, did, no one was wearing jeans. Did anyone, you ever see anyone wear blue jeans in front of Prabhupada? No, unless they're a visitor. Somebody didn't know better. So now we're supposed to go back to the standard of people who didn't know any better? Okay, let's wear jeans everywhere. No. I was in front of, of Srila Prabhupada and Tamal Krishna Maharaj was here one time. And I was, I was doing cut up after Guru Puja. And I was here for Guru Puja. Tamal Krishna Maharaj was standing here and he was about to give the arti. And so he said to me, he said, Dharma, what are you doing here in your dungarees? You know what dungarees are, right? They're blue jeans. Blue jeans is a is an older older expression. Dungaree, dungarees, dungarees is an older expression for blue jeans. And so I said, Dave, I'm I have to do cut up right after this, so I, I'm wearing jeans. What I'll wear for the cut up? He goes, I don't care. He goes, Don't you ever come in front of Shrita Prabhupada without dhoti and kurta for his guru puja? Say, so go home and change. Then you can go back and change into your work attire after that. <laughs> so I did. And yet there were other times he didn't want me to wear Dodi and Kurta when we were in, we were in Cambridge. He was the guru. He was the example of Krishna consciousness and he looked good wearing a Dodi and Kurta and he would go around to his university, he had a, had, had a, had a school that he was a member of, and he would travel from his home to the university, and he would all, always wore his sannyasi robes, and he, he looked, he looked amazing. He, he, he was beautifully attired. He, he was, you know, like a, like a Savile Row suit, even better, you know, a, a perfectly attired gentleman. Because he knew how to look right, <laughs> and he was playing the part of the guru of the ghost, the Goswami of Cambridge. And so, I came down one day. I had the you know my dhoti on, and it was in wrinkled and barely you know not even tied well. And he, he, you know I was going to the airport to drive a, a, a guest 
back to, from, from Willow House in Cambridge to the airport. And the lady that, that the guest was a, uh, a, a nun, a former nun, and she was formerly in charge of, uh, Thanksgiving Square in downtown Dallas. She was a ecumenical person. She was a, 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 a person that was interested in bringing the religions together and their commonalities and, and exploring those things. I forget the exact word for that right now. And uh, she was an amazing, amazing lady. And she was a dear friend of Tamakrishna Maharaj. Her name was Elizabeth Esperson. And so she was a little bit older. And uh, she looked like a nun, <laughs> even though she wasn't wearing any nun clothes. She had Western clothes. So her suitcase was there. And I come down and Dodi and Kurta to drive her to the airport. And Tamakrishna Maharaj said, what are you doing in Dodi and Kurta? You're driving her to the airport. You're going to embarrass her if you get out of the car. And you got your Dodi and Kurta on. <laughs> you know, put on something else. Put on some khakis. Put on some jeans. He didn't say that, but you know, change. You can wear. He, so he was telling me you can wear Western attire when you're dealing with a Westerner. You don't want to embarrass her. He didn't want her to be embarrassed by being dropped off at the airport and the valets and the porters are there and seeing some guy dressed in Dodi and Kurta. He felt. No, I, it, so he, time, place, and circumstances there. There's, there are excuses for not wearing a dhoti and kurta. There are times we don't need to. But if it, if, if we wear a dhoti and kurta all the time, or a sari, and we go out in that all the time, and people ask us, wow, why are you dressed like that? Because I'm a devotee of Krishna. And you get a chance to tell them who's Krishna. You might even get a chance to give them a book, right? Give them an invitation to the temple. But instead, we're embarrassed, right? We're fearful. We're, we're in fear. Oh, I don't want somebody to criticize me because I'm seen at Whole Foods wearing a dhoti. <laughs> right? I don't wear dhotis when I go, but I'm trying to convince myself I should. Because if I did, and I, then I would know I have to make this dhoti presentable so I will iron it. I'll make sure it looks good. I'll make sure it matches with the, with the kurta. <laughs> I'll make sure it looks smart. It looks nice. It looks good. And then people will be drawn to it. And just by your walking around, you'll be preaching. You'll be presenting Krishna consciousness. And not only that, you will help your mind. You will help yourself. Because you will be thinking more, I'm in Dodi. And Kurta, I'm, I, no nonsense. No time for nonsense. I'm a representative of this movement. And it helps you to feel connected and to do devotional service in a more sincere way. And, and it helps us. So the, the attire, the things that we wear are important. And Prabhupada established it. And it didn't mean that, that, that 50 years later we can just jettison it. We don't need it. We do need it. And if we follow it and we use it, it helps us. So it, no problem if you don't want to do it. But don't tell others they, they shouldn't do it either. We should tell the devotees and somebody that's new. No, you wear dhoti and kurta. Anytime you come to the temple, anytime you sing for the deities, anytime you do arti, anytime you sit on the vyasasan, you wear a dhoti. Because that's what Prabhupada wanted and he established it. And we know that it works. We know that it makes you more Krishna conscious. It helps you. It helps you in your mind to be a devotee more.
Because we're not perfect yet. We're not all the way there. If someone's all the way there and they can wear any damn thing they want and still be fully Christian conscious, fine. But it seems to me if they were, if they had that kind of advancement, they would recommend to others that which helps them to become Christian conscious better than wearing a stupid pair of blue jeans all the time. This fearfulness has to be overcome. We shouldn't be fearful about going out in the world and being representatives of Prabhupada in this movement. But we are. We get embarrassed. We don't want somebody to laugh at us. We don't want somebody to make fun of us because we're at Whole Foods or we're at a grocery store or we're anywhere wearing a dhoti and kurta. People come up to us. They, they say unkind things. I had, a, I had somebody I was checking out, checking out at a grocery store and I was wearing a dhoti kurta. Some young guy says, ooh, nice dress. Well, it's not a dress, friend. <laughs> it's called a dhoti. It's a traditional clothing of India. It's a cultural uh, necessity of the Hare Krishna movement. <laughs> this, helps, this helps us. And it also gave me a chance to say Krishna to that guy's ears, right? I was, I, he was trying to embarrass me. He was saying a snide, snarky comment, right? But I got the opportunity, I, I was able to not respond in kind. That's the first thing. Don't get upset. Otherwise, what, what, you know, what kind of a, what kind of a example are we setting in the world if we get upset with someone that tries to make fun of us? No, we explain to them. No, this is why I'm wearing this. This is traditional clothing and it's, it's clothing that we use to worship the deity and it's clothing that we wear when we chant Hare Krishna and we come to the temple. And I wear it during the day because it helps remind me that I'm a devotee of Krishna. It keeps my mind from pulling me into nonsense activities. And so if we do that, we can become fearless. If we're ready, we're, we're, we're going somewhere in doting, we're ready. Our mind is ready to deal with someone who wants to ask us about our clothing. Then we can say, hey, I'm a devotee. Did you know there's a Hare Krishna temple right down the street? No, I didn't know that. Did you know we have a vegetarian restaurant? Oh, I've heard of that place. Yeah, why don't you come? Here's a card. Here's our address. Come and try it. It's it's amazing, you know. And that's what really, you know, we all want to do that, right? Don't we all want to be that way? But are we sitting here saying, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it in a couple years. I'll do it when I'm older. (laughs) Guess what? Time is flying by. Pretty soon you're old and you're not doing it. That's what happens. You atrophy and then you, you, you so many years go by and you didn't do all the things you dreamed of doing when you first joined the Hare Krishna movement, Right? I used to have so many plans, things I wanted to do, things to try to do, Christian consciousness. And, and then so much time goes by and you don't do it. And you're like, wow, what happened? What's happening? And, 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 you know, then you, you do get older and you are fearful because you're like, well, I have all these things to do. Well, really? No, what do you have to do? What you really have to do is be Christian consciousness, be in Christian consciousness, be fully Christian, as Christian conscious as you can get. And what little time you have left. And as you get older, you got less and less time. Right? You know it. So what are we doing? <laughs> just, just, just planning how to relax more? Planning how to retire? Oh, retirement means Vana Prost. 
And that's what Vidura is telling his brother. Get out of here. Get out of here. Take your wife and go to the jungle. Go to the forest. Go to the holy places. Go on pilgrimage. Go visit the holy places. And don't just go there to take a bath or to see the temple or visit the deities. That's fine. It's important to, to take darshan. But the most important thing when you go to a, a holy place is to meet the holy people that are there. <laughs> to hear from them. Because the persons that are living in the holy places have become advanced. And so they can help you in understanding Krishna consciousness. Now you have to go to the right people, right? We don't go to the Babaji's at Radhakund, right? So many fakers. They put on the, the robes and the ladies put on, you know, retired lady attire and they really just go for, you know, to meet each other. Boys and girls getting together. So that's not what old age is about. And that's not what spiritual life is about. But some people use those things as a way to try to enjoy themselves. And we shouldn't do that. No one can stop death. We have the example of Haranyakashipu and the unbelievably wonderful incarnation of Lord Shingadev who comes to kill Haranyakashipu to protect his his devotee, Prahlad Maharaj. So this is a great example. So we know that if we can follow Krishna consciousness in the example of Prahlad Maharaj, in the example of Srila Prabhupada, the example of Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, we can overcome fear and death. And Krishna will protect us just the way He protected Prabhupada, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, Prahlad, Dhruva, so many great devotees, Narada Muni, you know, all these devotees that are so empowered, you know, they're protected always. They're not fearful. They're not afraid. You know, Narada Muni doesn't wear, you know, <laughs> sorry, harping on this. And what does Narada Muni wear? <laughs> what is the clothing of Narada Muni as a transcendental preacher? Traveled anywhere, going, and he's so important in Krishna consciousness, Krishna's pastimes, and in our pastimes too. Narada Muni is very much a part of our movement and helps this movement. Like all the Acharyas do of our line. They all want Krishna consciousness spread. It is Kali Yuga. This is the age for chanting Hare Krishna. It's not a good age for anything else because it's hypocrisy and quarrel. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. It is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. The problems, the government... The lack of uh, scarcity. Scarcity will just increase. Now, we're supposed to have the golden age of Lord Chaitanya. I don't mean supposed to. We are going to have the golden age of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this holy name will spread. And there will be some time before the full effects of Kali take over. But who is going to get credit for spreading the movement? Who is going to get this golden age really going worldwide? Well, Prabhupada did. <laughs> His disciples are doing. His grand disciples are doing. So we need to be part of that. So we have to do it ourselves, for ourselves. But if we do it, it also benefits society. It benefits everyone. It's not just for ourselves. So I'll stop there. And thank you for your attention, for listening. And... uh
Srimad Bhagavatam Ki. So, let's head to breakfast and uh, keep on fighting to be Krishna conscious. Hare Krishna.